Uh, the government is always nagging, nagging, nagging. Most welcome. My name is Maria Federica Malmström. I'm a Swedish nomad, woman, mother, and as I say professor, living in New York and feeling more at home in the Big Apple and in the mother of the world, Cairo, than in Sweden. During my time in Cairo the last two years, I explored a huge increase in the everyday anxieties people experienced, not least because of the worsening everyday economy. Beginning in the fall of 2016, Egypt's economy declined and many Egyptians struggled to keep the living standard. In this episode, we hear from a variety of people living in Cairo and the everyday experiences of living through harsh economic change during 2016 and 2017. To give a better sense of the worsening economy, I recorded people's reactions to the situation, forming a stream of narratives over the course of this episode. Some people are looking for the reasons of the economic collapse, while others describe how the plan for shorter and shorter, from years to months to weeks. I also recorded many other sounds which, I would say, do not simply provide a background to residents' experiences. These sounds are equally important, and I urge listeners to attend to the sounds of living and non-living matter as they amplify and interrupt the narratives of economic decline. My name is Ahmed. My name is Yusuf. I'm in uh, my late 20s as well. I'm 43. 29 years old. I'm not even an upper class person, but middle class, I'm used to live in a certain uh, standard. I'm considered as uh, being part of the upper middle uh, class uh, in Egypt. I'm a middle class, new bourgeoisie, if you can say. Studied business administration. I work as a lawyer. I work in uh, real estate. You can definitely see the impact of the economic situation uh, even on people in the street. As we know, we are, by now, we are facing uh, a major uh, crisis which is uh, affecting uh, all different uh, classes in uh, Egypt. They seem, for me at least, um, very pressured and distracted. <laughs> You don't have uh, sugar, you don't have milk for children, for newborns. Lots of uh, medicine, lots of medicine is lacking. Uh, and you can even tell from their body language that they're carrying um, a burden, like, as if they're living in their own mind. 
their own world thinking about everything and because it's so hard to make sense of what's going on. Because this crisis uh, didn't exist to this extent three years ago. Actually, the same neoliberal policies that caused the 2011 revolution are back, are even stronger than before. But without the expertise that existed, that was present in 2010, the army is managing the economy because the army has expanded its activity with its presence in all sorts, in all sectors. Real estate development, they even provide milk for newborns after the recent uh, crisis. They have gas stations. They cannot compete with, uh, with, uh, with an organization that doesn't pay taxes and that has uh, labor that works for free constantly. Remembering old men or men in their like uh, late 40s or 50s and plus, uh, because I, I can see how how hard it is when you so were supporting a family and are thinking about how we can provide not even a good education or future. You're thinking about food and uh, the necessities of life, and uh, people should not really worry about this, about uh, what to feed their 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 kids and if they can be able to provide food for their kids. Uh, all this is actually affecting the trust of investors from abroad and locally. Mega projects that began with, uh, with the actual uh, president, El uh, Sisi, two years ago, such the expansion of the uh, Suez Canal and, uh, and the new uh, capital, administrative capital, are a direct cause of uh, what we are suffering from. Today. Sad in a way because uh, Egyptians are very well known of their sense of humor and um, they always make jokes out of everything so we always laugh. It's, it's very common trait and, uh, in, in, in among Egyptians. So when you see this kind of um, uh, sadness or uh, pressure in their eyes, you, you feel like uh, something is wrong and is uh, somehow really not changing the Egyptian personality, however uh, burdening and the Egyptian personality in a way. If someone had a thousand dollars last year, it means that he had seven thousand Egyptian baht. This year, if he had, if he just saved the thousand dollars from last year to this year, it means that he had eighteen thousand Egyptian baht. Three years ago. Uh with the advent of the new uh, of the new slash old uh, regime, people were willing uh, to put up with a lot of uh, things, with injustices, with the regrowth of the security apparatus in a, in a way that was that was quite uh, pressing. Uh, they were, but because they were, they, they had hope. It was after the period where the Muslim Brotherhood in power, where Morsi presided, living in dign dignity means uh, having access, equal access to resources of the country, uh, earning your living in a decent way, having access to, uh, to, to hospitals, to a health care system, having access to a good education. None of this has uh, happened. Everyone knows who's going to be benefiting from that, who's going to be benefiting from that is the businessman. Actually, the purchasing uh, power in Egypt has changed uh, dramatically in the, past, in the past weeks. 
not in the past months, in the past weeks. Even if you don't feel it, but you end up like when you count the money that you're spending, you'll, uh, you'll find that the same amount that you could have spent in a week, you spend actually in one or two days. In my opinion, uh, it is more expensive than some parts of uh, Europe now, if you want to live, have the average life. But with the, uh, with the difference that you're not getting the same services, you're not getting the same quality uh, of life. All the products that are lacking now, the imported ones, they will never, they're not coming back. The name is Abdullah. I work in the iron and steel industry. I'm from Cairo. I'm 58 years old. I got married twice. Both wives are living in Cairo. About my financial status, I believe I belong to the upper middle class. We live in one of the main streets in Al Muhandisin, and the other apartment is in Al Mahadi with a Nile view. My monthly income statement that I handle to the taxes authority is around 50,000, 60,000 pounds. Speaking of the economic situation in Egypt, it's shit. As someone working in the iron and steel industry, I now work with not even half of my business potential. Back in 08, 09, 010, I used to work in the tens of millions. Now it's getting worse and worse. I can mention to you a good number of factories, maybe more than 700, 800 factory warehouses that filed for bankruptcy. And their laborers are either now sitting at a cafe or turned into fucking tuk-tuk drivers. The economic situation is getting worse day after day. Irrational economic strategies and economic decisions. 64 billion Egyptian pounds for the Suez Canal were only spent to make people feel good. Poverty in Egypt is of course rapidly increasing, so God help us in this critical time. Uh, I've studied business administration and I work in business development uh, and human capacity building in Cairo, Egypt. I'm in uh, my late 20s as well. Uh, I'm Suna. I studied medicine, uh, art criticism, uh, translation, anthropology and performance. I'm uh, 68 uh, years old. Uh, I'm an independent all my uh, career jobs and I live in Cairo. Hey, hi, my name is Samir. I'm an engineer. I'm working in the university, Governmental University, and I just finished my master's in the field of technology and nanotechnology. And I'm 25 years old. And we're talking about the economy in Egypt. I was traveling outside Egypt and I needed the currency to like to spend it outside and then all I could get is $250. Like if I'm traveling for a month, this is too like too little to, to, to have when I'm traveling. And when I asked it like the same thing, we don't have the permission, it was a bank. We don't have the permission to give you extra dollar than this. If you're a VIP customer, we can give you $500. Uh, 
And I think that uh, the military also manipulates the political life through their economic efforts. The people of Egypt really need the government to, to, to tell us, to, to really inform us, to, to, to talk to the people. This is the, the current situation and this is what we are planning to do and this is uh, the outcome that you will be seeing in the near future. However, no. Like, yes, we know what's going on and we'll take care of the situation. I remember when the Muslim Brotherhood were uh, running elections, the military gave them meat produced by uh, the army farms to sell. So this is how uh, alliances are built by, uh, between the military and the Islamists. But uh, on the other hand, they will never uh, help uh, any civil society person. Uh, but they put them in jail. Clear vision is needed. Um, the, 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 the civil society has to be empowered so that it can somehow participate because I do believe in the civil society. I am working in the government. We still have the same salary for three years. And it's large personal information. Like, prices are going high and still, we're still having the same salary. Three days ago, I went to buy coffee because I'm a coffee addict. And um, I bought the coffee and three days later, I was checking the price of the coffee from the same supermarket I bought uh, the first, you know, coffee from. And it was three days, in three days, it got up 20 pounds. And the question is, do we have in Egypt middle class or, or we don't have middle class? For example, uh, now I, uh, I buy less periodicals and books than I used to do because the medicine uh, prices are up and I need the medicine more than the books. I buy my clothes from the flea market, not from the regular market. Uh, I can pay for other things. So, uh, of course, there is uh, a change in the style of uh, of how you make your budget. Used to buy certain things, um, uh, but now and the middle class that's disappearing now, and this is not uh, a healthy sign at all. We can't have the military in the economic life forever because it's not the role of the military, right? Maybe we can trust both our government and IMF working to each other, working together hugely disappointed in the government for as far as I remember uh, because of the corruption because of uh, we don't really see uh, something concrete happening on the ground Think about the future. You don't really have a vision. I'm Garam, 40 years old. I'm divorced with two daughters. One just finished college education and the other still in high school. I'm originally from Canal Providence and now I'm living in Cairo alone. Uh, 
Uh, I used to have a job, but now I don't, mostly because of the economic situation. My previous work dismissed me. That's it. I'm Leila from Upper Egypt. It was difficult to make a living there, so I came to Cairo together with my children. I found a home and a job, but life is still difficult and exhausting. I work in the private sector as well, but I'm working on a daily or monthly basis, depending on where I can find a job, like a hotel or anything to afford my children. I am the mother and like the father for them. But honestly, the new law is very tiring for me. We should tell anyone responsible to find a solution as the owner has the right to get rid of the resident anytime he wants. There is no law to protect you. When you sign a contract, you accept these terms. My living conditions are hard. I work and my income will barely cover the rent and then I still need more money for me and my children like food, clothes, cost of maintaining the building, electricity and water. How much did you pay for your electricity? About 100 pounds because I don't have things like air conditioners and I live in the local neighborhood. But if you live in a high-class neighborhood, you may pay around three or four or five hundred pounds. You pay according to the class standards of your area. Yes, honestly, I'm so tired of this current situation. And this issue with subsidies these days is so annoying. I lost my card one month ago, and now I have to pay ten pounds to buy bread every day. Before, when the card was lost, I used to get a piece of paper, allowing me to receive bread and other goods for a third person. But now I can't get bread or any other subsidized food. I have to wait till the 25th of December. And I was like, I will wait for three months. And how could I afford ten pounds per day? for just bread. Now the bread prices are higher. For one pound, I used to buy four loaves of bread. Now, I only get three. I get thousand pounds a month, and this is only covers the rent. Then, I have to search for someone I can cook for or selling stuff for other people, or even work as an apartment broker. I spend most of my time out in the street. A long time ago, before the revolution, I could see people eating from the garbage once in a while. Nowadays, it's common to see them eating every day. More and more people are below poverty level, and the middle class is disappearing. So you don't have any health insurance? No, I told you, I'm working like day by day. Today, I have a job. Tomorrow, I might not. Will I survive? I'm Mohsin. I'm from Aswan. I'm 42 years old. I'm married with three kids, a girl and two boys. There used to be a thing called an average bracket, which is now non-existent. I'm now below the brackets in terms of my social status. It's gotten to a point where people are waiting for care packages from charity, organizations and the army just so they can get by. 
اصحاب المراكب boat owners abandoned their boats and just worked any job they can find and even left us one and went somewhere else bazaar and store owners instead of selling gifts and souvenirs they started selling magazines and basically turned into the stores into grocery stores just so they can survive the things that i can buy for home vegetables meat A kilogram of meat is now 170 pounds. The transportations that I take to get places, my salary hasn't increased obviously, despite the inflation in the country. So I now rely on the hope that I can walk to certain places instead of paying the extra pound here and there. Even if you ask someone for help, you're inclined to turn your back on them, because you know you can't help them. You can't even look them in the eye to show solidarity. This is has broken many principles within people. I haven't seen any business, for example, make a kilo of tomatoes 1.5 pounds. Or make the metro that I used to take for 1 pound come back to 1 pound and the same for the buses. But no, instead I find that it's now 2 pounds and 2.5 pounds. The government needs to fix this at once. They need to soften the load on their citizens. When my son asked me to buy him cookies, chocolate or anything of that sort, and I can't get it in. That breaks me from the inside so bad and makes me so sad. And if that happens several times, I don't know where I'll go. This can drive a person too. And you know this goes back to how a person was raised and their morals and stuff. But in the end, this drives a person to become a thief, to become a criminal, to push them to the edge. As long as we're moving along with these problems at the speeds, they have to be afraid of what's coming. They have to implement plans to combat these problems. There needs to be someone who understands this economy. It's apparent to me. You're like something I feel like, something I take to feel alright. Someone one day will treat you right. Hi, my name is Heidi. I'm 24 years old. I live in Cairo and I'm a freelance photographer. My current marital status is, well, I'm not married. I live an average life as you can see, but not really. I'm pretty below average considering Egypt's situation. I have a boyfriend who's supposed to ask my parents for my hand in marriage and he has graduated and I also feel like the lifestyle is overwhelming. He can't find an apartment to rent, he's working five jobs simultaneously and he can barely scrape by. He doesn't even see him anymore because of hard he's trying to find a source of income. He's been like this for three months and everything he's made so far can hardly even get us a room. This has affected me and my friends as well. Now instead of us meeting up twice a week as a group, we are stuck making phone calls to each other. Last year we would chill at cafes, but when tea cost two pounds and coffee was free, and now it's all six pounds and five pounds, and of course we all hope this will be resolved eventually.
برغم كل الحاجات ديت انا شايفه ان احنا احنا قادرين نستحمل And the few of us who get an opportunity to travel outside the country decline it because we really want to live in our country. I roll my boat down the stream thinking right around this time I should be sinking. It's the crime that's committed, the rhyme that is spitted, the line that in due time it arise from the ashes of the fires that I've cindered. But I've considered ending everything. My life is a poet. The lonely nights when I write poems, recycle feelings by this one girl. On my heart as an ulcer. I did nothing to deserve trust in her as my heart bearer. But every now and then, I am caught staring. If we talk, then the past stirring. I began this podcast in 2016. During the fall of 2016, I wrote the following note. I keep asking myself, how long will Edith stay in this panic position? I do not know, but what I do know is that the collapse of the economy and the repression of political bodies produce a public body of depression, nihilism and denial. It is a demanding time where people are both anxious and fatigued. I am too. Some Karins I know are living like there are no tomorrow. The majority would like to leave the country. Some are worrying about the lack and increased prices of imported whiskey. Some are worrying about the lack and increased prices of sugar. Some are not worrying at all. They are too hungry. To conclude, I would like to thank all the women and men in Cairo who made this podcast possible. You know who you are. I am deeply grateful. I would also like to thank the talented sound engineers in Egypt and Mona. You are incredible. Give me the time you do not have. I would like to thank Nathan Larson for earlier thoughts and talks. And I would like to thank Sean Thurmich and Myers Valaris for executive producing. To all of you who made the sound of the collapse of the economy possible, I would like to express my gratitude from the bottom of my heart. My name is Maria Frederica Malmström and I'm the guest producer of this episode for Anthropod. Anthropod is the podcast of the Society for Cultural Anthropology produced in collaboration with the American Anthropological Association. Motherfucker, who's this? I'm a man, 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 I'm a man